This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul-Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the State House is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. So that's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program. We are two, less than two weeks away now from the end of the legislative session with the uh, Indiana state government. And, uh, well, the news, not good. We'll, uh, we'll break it down here today with our good friend Scott Strong. Scott, how's it going? Good. Of course, you are a legislator, you're a uh, political analyst, uh, political historian. Uh, you work for an accounting firm, so you're a numbers guy. Yep. So we bring you in when we need to know uh, details behind the data. Sure. So, um, okay, so the big news of the Indiana legislative session, there's less than two weeks to go, and now this is when all the stuff mm-hmm. starts getting done, right? That's exactly right. So now's deal-making time. Yeah, so what <laughs> happens, if you're not familiar, is the House will pass some legislation. They'll send it over to the Senate or vice versa. The the other side will make some changes, and then the two sides, the House and the Senate, will come back together to try to come up on a compromise between the the differing um, versions. Yes. So they they've got about seventy different um, budget reconciliations that they need to do in the last two weeks so they can get out of town by April the twenty second. Yeah. So April the twenty first is the last day of the session. So they've got uh, got two weeks from Friday in order to solve all the uh, the problems, many of which they've uh, they've created. Um, okay, so the big one out there is this tax on gasoline. Mm-hmm. And um, you've got bad or worse. You've got the House yeah. side, which is bad, the Senate side, which is worse. <laughs> uh, I still am floored that uh, 
that this is the best they said that they could come up with, and thank you very much. Have a nice day. Yeah, so what they're really counting on is gas prices being down and people not noticing the 5 or $0.10 cent jump that they're going to do, whether it's going to be an all in one year or within two years. That's their comp- one of their compromise points is they only raised it $0.05 cents this year and $0.05 cents next year instead of gouging you all at $0.10 cents one time. Yeah, so the major difference is both sides get to $0.10 cents per gallon tax increase. The Senate gives you two years to feel the pain. Yes. The House gives it to you all at once. Uh, the other major difference is that the House plans uh, transfers all the sales tax on gas to the uh, to roads, bridges, infrastructure. The Senate does none of that. Correct. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I remain floored that a, a state that uh, has prided itself on being fiscal reformers, mm-hmm. being tax cutters, being the, the the slogan of the state is a state that works is proposing to have the fifth highest gasoline tax in the country what say you yes they are and matter of fact california is also passing huge gas <clears throat> increases as well interestingly enough only one republican legislator in all of california voted for the gas tax out there here we have almost majorities of every republican lining up for this what is their thinking behind this? Because it, you mentioned something where they said, well, gas ta- gas prices are down, and, and our friend yeah. Jim Merritt has this, and we, we like Merritt. He's a ni- very nice guy. But I went out to fill up this weekend, and gas was up to between 236 and 245, depending on where you looked. That's not cheap anymore. No, that's not. And it's it's bumped up because of the actions in Syria right now, um, which they use any excuse they can to raise the tax around or say the tax price of gasoline. But what they're hoping for is they're trying to do this in an off election year they're trying to do it in a one time thing and then make it so that you can have an automatic increase for inflation every year so that they don't have to come back to it so it's a one time to get out of town and then hope nobody notices because the overall gas price is not as much as it was a couple years ago and it's so shady because not one of them I tried, looked, was there any legislator out there during the election season last year that was out there talking about gas taxes, increasing gas taxes, infrastructure, how we're going to fund infrastructure? Not one of them talked about a tax increase. Not one of them. No, they didn't. And that's that's probably smart on their aspect. Well, but it's shady. It's really shady. It's shady. Yeah. yeah. Um, Now, we do want to give credit where credit is due. Our pal, John Crane, Mm -hmm. our state senator here in Hendricks County and Putnam County, uh, did vote against the the gas tax increase. One of the few members of the Senate, I think there were six total, six Republicans and seven Democrats that voted no. Yeah, that's great. Now, I was getting some credit for this, and I tell people, I don't control the votes. Mm -hmm. uh, These these guys control their own votes, right? I didn't have anything to do with that. That's right. So what, what's happening here is that's a smart move on their point. Um, of course, it's kind of like the, the filibuster in the U.S. Senate. Right. Crane knew that it was still going to pass, but he could, could come in and be the hero to his community, which is still admirable because he did vote against it. And that's what I had said to him. Uh, I had said, look, vote against it. You got nothing to lose, right? I mean, you know, if it passes, or it's still going to pass anyway. And then you come back in a couple of years when people are hitting those potholes and they're really angry. So mm-hmm. it was my fault. I didn't vote for it. That's right. Good political strategy. Yes, it is. All right. The other big news of the weekend, uh, or I guess I should say of the last week, uh, was that our Neil Gorsuch is confirmed mm-hmm. to the United States Supreme Court by a vote of 54 to 45. Three Democrats cross, cross over, including our own 
Joe Donnelly. Yes, very smart move on his point. Of course, we do notice that when it came time for him to fall back into line and vote with the Democratic caucus against the filibuster, ending the filibuster rule, he was definitely there to vote party line votes. Now, on this show, I have to be a little less opinionated. I'm still very opinionated, but a little <laughs> yes. less opinionated. Now, my, my new gig over there at WIVC, I get to be a lot more opinionated. And I said, uh, in part, that I knew he was going to do this because he had not he had no other choice. Right? I mean, he <laughs> had right. to do this. Yes, but, it, but even though while he had to do it, there was some fallback. Um, I worked downtown. and um, last worked in the high-rise. Right? Yeah, working the high-rise. You know, the new, so they're going to rename it the Salesforce Tower there in the Chase Building. Um, so we noticed across the road this last week that there were some demonstrators outside the Joe Donnelly office. Yeah, you can peer down there. Right? Yes, that's we can. Good, that's good for you, Strong. You can peer down on the morning. <laughs> And uh, and you saw the protesters there. Yes, there were there were protesters, 10, 15 people just kind of walking around in a little circle. They didn't stay long, but long enough for the news media to pick it up and write about it and to let him know that they did not appreciate his vote for that justice. This is so fascinating to me. I get partisan politics. I understand it. I understand interparty partisanship. But if you're a Democrat, at what point do you pause and go, well, we're in Indiana. Bernie Sanders guy is not going to get elected. That's right. We're not going to do any better than Donnelly. Maybe we should just shake this guy's hand and say, thanks for trying. Well, but you got to remember, there is a set of the Democratic core basis that's as powerful as the Tea Party is on the Republican side, and they are like, stick to your principles, we're going this way no matter what, no matter what it costs. And so those are the left wing, so those are the people that are saying, hey, we need a primary challenge to Donnelly. But that's crazy, right? I mean, because Donnelly, Donnelly's going to struggle to win as it is. I, mean, yes. no, I, think, I think ultimately Donnelly very well could end up prevailing but he's gonna have a fight as it is and he's about the most electable democrat there is right now why would you punish this guy well because you don't want him slipping over to the other side it's kind of like why do you vote against the gas tax raising it's guys hey you're not going to get away with it there are going to be consequences and we want to make sure that you have a little bit of pain out there to remind you of who sports you the most now on the other side of the aisle we had todd young our Republican senator, no surprise, he voted for mm -hmm. it. And I said this on WIBC last week. I said, I was not public in my support for Todd Young, um, but I did vote for Todd Young for this very reason. I knew he would be a reliable Supreme Court justice pick, and he was. Yeah, and actually this whole thing is a good thing for the Republicans because it does get away with the filibuster. That's been something that's been kind of firmly in control. But if you go back as far as Clarence Thomas, Clarence Thomas was elected 52-48, um, and that was a pre-filibuster time before in the 90s and the 2000s when the filibuster really started getting ratcheted up and used heavily yeah a lot of people don't realize this that this idea of the filibuster is this newly invented thing i right. mean there was uh, 200 years or so of precedent where it was just okay president's pick thank you very much now now i believe when roosevelt tried to 
stacked the court in the 30s, there was some pushback. Yeah, there was some pushback, but it was but it was almost unanimous because he tried to up in. He tried to pack the court. He said, hey, if I can't get what I want, I'm just going to add 10 more justices to the court. Where the filibuster really came in was civil rights legislation, legislation in the 60s and the 70s. And then in the 80s, when Reagan came along, that's when the Democrats really started using the filibuster. The filibuster was used few and far between, but as the, Repu- the Democrats fell out of power, they started invoking it, and that's when it became such a big thing over the last 30 years. Well, I'm glad it's gone because I hate the Senate because I'm tired of one guy that thinks he should be president because there's a hundred of them. Yes, that's all they are. Right. It's a hundred guys that think they should be president mm-hmm. standing up and being able to block the will of you know progress yes. whatever that might be and i would say that for both sides you know if the democrats are in power they won the elections you know whatever mm-hmm. and and this idea that in this case you know 41 people could block the will of you know 59 to me is ridiculous good riddance and the democrats started it yes they did uh 2013 the democrats initiated the end of the filibuster by uh, getting rid of the filibuster on appeals court uh justices all right we'll take a break when we come back we had some big guests last week we'll uh, get scott's opinion on that you're listening to central indiana today hi this is billy joe with three dimensions salon inviting you to come see us at 729 north green street suite d in brownsburg At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty sundaes can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides childcare for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 53 89 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. 
Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Joined by our good friend, political historian, data guru, Scott Strong, breaking down some of the big stories of last week, getting you ready to go for this week. Man, we had a big guest week last week. Oh, you did? A lot of big guests. That's and, great. And uh, we had Andre Carson on. Yes. On, uh, I guess it was Thursday we had Carson mm-hmm. on. And he said some things that were interesting. Look, Carson's a bomb thrower. Oh, not, yes. Not a literal bomb thrower, but he's, he, <laughs> yes. he is not afraid. Metaphorically. <laughs> yeah, he is not afraid to uh, say what he thinks about people. Yes, he definitely wants an investigation. I listened to the interview. You know, he had a lot of interesting things to say about Trump and the Russians, and but mostly it's uh, he needs they need to have an investigation with an independent counsel is what I kind of took from it. Yeah, and I'm okay <laughs> with Carson name-calling and all the other stuff because, to me, politics is a full-contact sport. That's right. And the people that get a Offended about things the politicians say uh, have no place in politics. That's might, right. I want to find a new career, so I'm okay with that because people are like, "You gotta give it to Carson." I said, "Look, I have never viewed interviewing as something you give it to somebody on. That's what commentaries for." Well, and, and, and he's a guest. You know, he's yeah. a guest on the show. We want to be nice to him. And he's he's you know he's he's pretty good. He's he's he could be very defensive about some things, but he finds that the best way is to have a good offense, which moves the pressure off of him and tries to displace it over to another area yeah so the big takeaway as you mentioned for me with the Carson interview is that the Russia thing is not going away anytime soon well they are trying to do everything to keep that up and keep it running so the that's the Democratic's playbook is to discredit you know it's kind of a, I call it the Palin effect um, for those of you who don't remember Sarah Palin ran for vice president and then afterwards the Democrats were so afraid of her they enacted a little lone law of ethics so anything that she did wrong they hit 63 ethics violations against her in Alaska she was in the paper so much for ethic violations when they asked the person on the street well there's so much there must be something there just to let you know 63 and 0 was sarah's record on putting down those ethics violations but you can't put the genie back in the bottle once it's out there once you can google something on the internet to a vast majority of people in this society we live in now a lot of it becomes true yes and of course right now the issue that you know the fake news and everything is that the they're not allowing the conservative tweets to be at the top of twitter and google is removing them from the top search items so they are in invoking this is policy of where if you google something you only get the bad news about these people and that's why they're putting this stuff out there to affect public opinion i was thinking about this uh thursday night and then friday morning because we'd had carson on we taped it wednesday we ran it wednesday night on wibc and then ran it wednesday uh, thursday night on this show and that was when the whole syria mm-hmm. thing broke out yep i was thinking a lot of this stuff, though, is going to become somewhat null and void because it's pretty obvious now that if Trump were a Russian puppet or the Russians had rigged the election, as angry as they are with Trump over Syria, wouldn't they be out waving all this information? Yes, that's exactly right. And it's just it's just kind of a it's just like the O'Bannon thing. I, I listened to one of your programs and you brought up a very good point about, you know, O'Bannon was put on the National Security Council. Yeah, Steve, you're talking about Steve Bannon. Yeah, yeah Steve yeah, Bannon. Yeah. And so what happened there is he was put on there to just make sure what was until Trump got the rest of his people like Dan Coates, which is now one of the directors there, to see what was going on. So he went to one meeting and then he said, "Hey, you don't have to go anymore." And of course the news makes it into this big thing that he's been removed. So. Yeah, I thought the, that story was so laughable to me because 
as somebody who's appointed people to boards and commissions now, the Economic Development Commission or other commissions is yes. not nearly as important as the National Security Council, but you appoint people that think the way you do That's right. to these boards and commissions because they're the facilitators of getting the information and getting basically the framework, in many cases, of public policy to you. So you want like-minded people, and on some level, that is political. Yeah, so does anybody really think that this guy who's one of the key strategic um, people that Trump sees every day that he's not going to pass in the hall and say, oh, by the way, here's my thoughts on national security. Even though I'm not on the National Security Council, you think he's not going to tell Trump what he thinks? Everything is political, and this is such a great example. Look, just a lot of times on these security things, we appoint people with that put stars on their jackets, mm-hmm. and they go, "Oh, well, those people they're above politics." No, everyone, <laughs> no. Every, everyone's political. If you're in that position, you are politically aligned with the people in charge. Period. End of story. And that doesn't in any way dilute your service to your country, no, or say you haven't done a nice job for the United States of America. But every person in these positions is political oh definitely you know you don't get there by not being political what's the <laughs> argument going to be for the democrats now on the because go back to the carson interview because he was he's dead set we're doing more russia probes what are they going to say now like if the russians had anything i mean wouldn't they be out there saying here it is this guy just made us really mad here's the dirt on trump there's nothing no there's not and so but what they can do is they can keep it in the news try to keep it alive and hoping that it distracts people and brings enough but i think over the long term we're going to see this start to die down because as things start to happen in the positive for the country that the, the country will get tired and move on to it just i hate to say like we did with benghazi yeah uh the other big guest we had last week was luke messer yes congressman from indiana sixth congressional district he did not want to address that he's going to run for United States Senate. No, he didn't. Um, although in the news, he's making sure everybody knows that he's raised $700,000 in this last quarter towards his election campaign, which he won't say what he's running for. Yeah, it, it, it's so funny because uh, I asked him about three times, any announcements you want to make uh, on the show? And he politely declined. But as you mentioned, Scott... Um, he's out there in the news saying I raised X amount of money. Oh yes, he's he's that's and and the way this works in politics is you want to get your opponent to realize, hey, I've got so much money, you're not going to be able to compete with me. I think that this race will probably go in a way that nobody's expecting. I don't know what that is. I don't expect a repeat like we had with Stetsman and Young, but um, something could happen off the case that will take us in a direction we don't know. I think that race, and it's interesting you say that, because Stetsman and Young, there was huge ideological differences. Yes. And there were huge differences in terms of who was supporting who. who this mcconnell has said he's staying out of it yes now rakita and we we love rakita nice guy very mm-hmm. nice guy friend of the station's been on the show a lot of a lot, several times uh but rakita is prone to occasionally going on tv or other outlets and saying some things that get him in the news yes and i find it hard to believe that Rakita's going to make it through a whole election cycle without saying at least one thing that makes somewhat national uh, press. Yeah, so what, what's interesting is because part of my job is predictive patterns and see what's going on. Rarely does the same thing happen twice in a row. So what could happen, and I'm not saying this is going to happen or speculation, but predictive patterns shows that what we think all is going to happen, that it's going to be a huge Republican fight, this is when something usually happens, like Donnelly decides not to run. 
and Holcomb appoints another right. U.S. Uh, senator from you know out of nowhere. So I'm not sure what's going to happen. I'm just sure that there's going to be some surprises before this thing gets off the ground next year. Politics and pro wrestling are the two places you're going to find the most amount of swerves. Yes. Uh, Rakita... Uh, Messer, and then you've got this third guy in the race, which is Mark Hurt, who's mm-hmm. interesting because he's almost a Holcomb guy yep. in the sense of he was an aide to Dan Coates, which is what Holcomb was. Yes, exactly. And Holcomb's the governor now. Yes. So we, we hope that Donnelly stays in. Otherwise, Holcomb could appoint this guy <laughs> as the next U.S. senator if he were to decide to step down. Yeah, so so there, there are, I think there's four right now. I think there's a fourth re- re- Republican that has also filed. It'll be very interesting to see what happens. I don't think there's near the ideological shift between Rakita and Messer, but these guys are playing for keeps, and, and especially in a primary, as you well know, Scott, guy comes in with $1.6 million, which is what Messer's got on hand right now. You can do some damage. Oh, yes, you can do a lot of damage. And I think what the, the big case is here, it's the early game in trying to get the other guy to concede before the battle starts. I Rakita's very interesting to me because he's got a great job in the house. Mm-hmm. He appears to be someone who is is ascending or has ascended yes. to lead to uh, not leadership specifically, but a rising person in the House of Representatives. Yet it appears he can't wait to get out of there because he tried to run for governor and it yep. didn't work in that caucus. And now it appears he's going to run for Senate. If you don't want the job, why are you there? Well, and what you got to remember is these congressmen have to run for office every two years, which means they have to be back in Indiana doing a lot of congressional events every weekend to be able to keep that up because they don't want a primary challenge. But in the in the Senate, there's only 100 as opposed to 435, and it only runs once every six years, and you can kind of come and go because they don't expect two senators to be every place in Indiana. <laughs> I mean, look how little that Richard Luger came back to Indiana. Yeah, and he was there forever. <laughs> yes. One of the things that struck me when I was looking at the vote on Gorsuch because they were saying how they had to get it done, mm-hmm. was just how little the Congress actually works in April. They work, yes. They work eight days. Yes. Eight days. These guys make 180 grand a year plus bennies mm-hmm. and lifetime bennies in many cases, and you're showing up to work eight, eight days a week. And the one article I read was saying that they had to they had to get out on the eighth so they could come home for extended spring break. And I said, yes. what, are they, what are they, a college student? That's I mean, right. that's pathetic. Can you imagine, Strong, if you worked eight days out of the month, would you be getting uh, full salary in bennies? Oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a huge disconnect with the American people to say, ah, I'm only going to go to work for eight, eight days. Yeah. Eight days. I don't know. Anyway. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the program. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information... You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. 
Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Our guest, political analyst, data guru, historian, Scott Strong. Okay, let's do a history thing here because you sure. love history. You're oh, a yes. history guy. Okay, uh, many of our alcohol laws yes. have not been changed in 80 years. Yes, since the and, 1930s. Yes, and now... Thanks to Rickers, mm-hmm. we may be getting some changes. Yeah, they're at least throwing it into a summer study committee. Now, that's not going to be open to the public. No, you won't, <laughs> you won't know what they're studying, but they're studying something. They're studying something. So, What we have to remember about the alcohol laws is this. It is a dangerous substance because of all... Think about the drunk driving and mothers against drunk drivers and the people that get killed every year and the fact that we won't let people under 18 years old drink. So, yes, it is something that needs to be regulated, but this really the Rickers thing here really shows how big the liquor lobby is in Indiana and how much power they have. And it's a broader thing, too, because almost every industry, now they're not as powerful as the liquor lobby, but almost every industry has, as I refer to them, man in suit Yes, that is working against, in many times, the interests of the public for the interests of a select organization or people. Yeah, so when you, you have these commissions that, that reviews permits and things, so like in Marion County, every time that something does, those lobbyists are at that meeting because they don't want anything coming up that they don't know about that they cannot shoot down. So this is about protecting territories, and the way the liquor laws are kind of written in Indiana is it gives a pro advantage to certain people, and they don't want it expanded to Sunday sales or other things because other people would make money, and when other people make money, you make Make less. I equate this to the guy that the representative that put forth the uh, one sentence proposal to repeal Obamacare because mm-hmm. they're you know the Republicans came out and said oh this is so hard and we're trying to make it all work <laughs> and we just can't figure out how to do it after campaigning on doing it for six years and the guy came out and and just put a one sentence thing and actually I think he's filed the bill says Obamacare is here, hereby repealed. So that was pretty easy. Yeah. It's the same thing of, of Bosma going, well, we've got to really sit down and study Brian Bosma, Speaker of the mm-hmm. House. We've got to really sit down and study this because these alcohol laws are so complex and, and some of them, we got to codify them because some of them haven't been addressed in 80 years. And why wouldn't you just put a thing where it says Sunday sales now legal in Indiana? Thank you. Have a nice day. Yes. No, it's complicated because you want them to be complicated because only when it's complicated it has to be complicated to protect your bodies. That's exactly right. It's it's kind of like gerrymandering of the state districts. You know, you put in the the regulations and the laws that allow you to sell, but not other people to sell against you, which is what we did with Rickers. I equate this to the uh, cigarette issue, and we had our friend Michael McDonald from Jacko mm-hmm. Free Hendricks County on last week, and they, they're proposing a tax increase on cigarettes. Yes. My issue is, look, if something's legal, it's legal. If it's illegal, it's illegal. And if you want to make a case out there, hey, smoking is so harmful and it's harmed so many people, just like marijuana, that we should make it illegal, I'm willing to hear that. But this idea that we tax different things that are legal at different rates, yes. that's ridiculous. And the same thing with Sunday alcohol sales. If it's legal Monday through Saturday, what does it turn into poison? I mean, I posted that photo the last night about yeah. the, the alcohol, whatever it was, 7.30, saying... In five hours, this apparently turns to poison if I buy it on Sunday. It's ridiculous. Well, and if that's the case, shouldn't we remove all the liquor from the grocery stores on Sunday, and then they have to restock it every every week? Somebody think of the children. I mean, yes. it, it's, just, it's an utter, utterly ridiculous thing, and my fear on this is what's going to happen is this will now have blown over in a couple weeks, especially once the mm-hmm. session uh 
recession is is con, uh, ends. Yes, and then they will just let this thing die in a summer study committee. The outrage will have blown over, and oh well, we looked at it and just. What do you know? We already had it all perfect. <laughs> That's right. Good for us. <laughs> Scott, thanks for being with us. Great job as always. Thanks. Hey, don't forget if you missed any part of today's show, check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. Just, just search Central Indiana today to find it on SoundCloud or iTunes. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the 2 for two fifty and 2 for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's the place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues faced in Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better. It doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit. IndyPolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9 Friday and Saturday, 12 to 9.30. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families, 
with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.